Hi, ladies. It's Alina. In this episode, I'm excited to talk about what it takes to sustain your true self so you can live your most authentic life. Hello, goddesses. Welcome back to another thought-provoking discussion with Alina and myself, unpacking another layer of our feminine powers. Well, get comfortable and let's go. When we talk about what it takes to sustain our true, most authentic selves, in my opinion, it begins with a clear understanding and acceptance of who we are, wholly and wholeheartedly. So this includes what we like, what we dislike, and also accepting and embracing how we tend to react to certain situations. So when talking about authenticity and what it takes to sustain our true selves, I would like to start by unpacking the concept of clarity, in particular, what it means to have crystallized clarity. To me, crystallized clarity is gained through first, the identification of our internal values and principles. It's basically everything that's truly important to us in particular. So this crystallized clarity helps us connect with people, places, and events that are similar to our internal values. So, Kaniki, can you share perhaps what crystallized clarity means to you? Sure. And I think crystallized clarity for me is really means and being genuine self, you know? Mm. Like, I meet so many incredible women of different ages, profiles, backgrounds, and each of them is so amazing a literally incredible human with a completely different story with a different uh, perception of success with a completely different perception of happiness but what's unique about each one of them is that they are very true to themselves Mm. and i think today when we live in the again we're going back to the digital world (laughs) i mean that's the reality right instagram facebook all of that, we can easily become victims of the external standards. You know, we could easily be victims of external expectations, pressure, social pressure, peer pressure. Um, And the question I always ask is what we are doing, what you are doing, our listeners, does it really represent you, your true self, your authentic self, or are you trying to be someone that you're not? just because you fall in the trap of being the victim of external standards and uh, pressures. Mm. I like how you said that most of the women in your life, they sort of embody their truth, right? So I think to me, that's also um, the definition of living your most authentic life. It's really just really embodying your truth, embodying your internal values and principles. And like you said, Kanika, I definitely agree with you that um, nowadays, especially given that we live in such a digital world, it becomes so hard to identify and sustain our true selves because we tend to question, right? With the trends ever changing, we're always questioning, like, am I with on the trend? So I can definitely exactly. relate as someone that, you know, often also struggles or questions because sustaining your true self, let's be honest, is very hard. Mm. Um, it's really just knowing your genuine self and following your internal values versus external society expectations of you. 
That's very interesting. Also, very challenging. Challenging to do so. Kaniki, question for you, perhaps. How do we do that? <laughs> yeah, and just to build on what you said, because I think you've made a very good point. Sometimes I speak to some of my female friends, and they say, or even little girls, you know, they say, "Is there anything wrong with me?" You know, when、mm. all of a sudden they don't fall into the category of being. You know, a norm according to the external pressures, it raises questions to themselves. Like, ah,、oh, I'm the odd one. There's something wrong with me. The answer is not. You see, and the moment we embrace, because we spoke in the previous episodes, we really spoke about how we discover our uniqueness. But the next step、mm-hmm. is how do we stay true and we sustain that uniqueness despite、mm-hmm. anything, right?、Oh, and we、yeah. love us the way we are because that's what makes us. Who we are. That's why we are born in this world with our own certain, you know, purpose that we need to fulfill. But yes, to your question, Alina, you see, I could be very passionate <laughs> and <laughs> can、that. derail. But I, I think I would like to really stick to what you started at the beginning, which is being clear on our individual values、mm-hmm. and use values as、uh, an anchor in driving our decisions, in driving our Responses in driving our communication, whatever it takes externally or internally, I strongly believe once every single one of us is clear on what our values are, our innate value,、mm-hmm. it it gets so much easier to live because you no longer doubt yourself, right? So maybe、mm-hmm. maybe what we could do, maybe let's do a bit of an unpacking, Alina. What do you think? And、um, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and let me ask you maybe a question about the values. And、uh, mm-hmm. if you think of your own values, you know your interpretation of what is right and what is wrong. What's a non-negotiable? What is that fundamentally important, Alina, to you? You know that's just. Part of you, you cannot control it. It's so, so, so ingrained in you. You know, that's such an interesting question because I think we, as human species, we、um, evolve, right? And so I tend to believe that our values and principles evolve just the way that we grow.、Um, I usually tend to refer to my internal values or set of principles as my compass. So、um, I think one of the main keys. I'll get to the question. I just kind of wanted to. Add on to everything that you just said because I believe it's so important that we use our internal values and principles as a compass that guides us in in life. So every time we evolve, we are growing. So we always find ourselves in different scenarios, different situations, right? And sometimes it's hard to. Maintain, you know, your principles. So I like to refer it as a compass that I reconnect to. So to answer your questions, some of my own values that I live by and use to make decisions every day, and and obviously, you know, try to sustain my authentic selves, would be self mastery. I think self mastery is a, such a big value, a personal value of mind. I believe in evolution, and I believe that we have the power to expand and grow. Most importantly, evolve and become the person that we want to be. Another value that I have、um, that's so super important to me that's been, you know, shared. 
from my mom, my parents, my family is doing good in the world. I genuinely believe of the concept of paying forward. So just trying to do good and adding value to you know every situation that comes my way, either、mm-hmm. a person or at work, just trying to add value and leaving it better than I found it. Another very important value of mine would be honoring my word and commitments. Just because I think that relationships are one of the most important things in my life, I value my relationships, and I think one of the most com- you know key components of a good lasting relationship is trust. So I think trust is built by honoring words and you know your commitments, or just by you know staying open and communicating that. And last value would probably be diversity and inclusion. I、uh, grew up globally, internationally, so that's a that's another story. But <laughs> for me, I think traveling and meeting with different you know people from different cultures and nationalities has truly made me realize that there's never a bad nation or culture. It's just bad people. So I tend to always you know have diversity and inclusion in my mind. So seeking diverse opinions, perspectives, because I think we. Can truly evolve and grow more when we have diversity of thought and belief as well. A hundred percent. And diverse inclusion. I always say that the more exposure and experience we have, the more aware we are about the nature of diversity. Because when we are narrow-minded and we don't have that much of experience or exposure, we might fall in the trap of assumption, right? And potentially、mm-hmm. unconscious exclusion or conscious exclusion of certain categories of people. But a hundred percent right. But going back to your values, I think you've already、mm-hmm. started addressing it. But I would be very interested since we are unpacking it.、Mm-hmm. Could you give us an example? How do you use it as a compass in your everyday? What does it mean? Yeah, definitely. And I think for me, that comes out mostly at work. So I would say self mastery or self improvement, personal development. I think it's all in one, you know, spectrum of self mastery as one value. So at work, I definitely like to approach. Each situation as a new opportunity to do better. So you know, every day I motivate myself with I'm going to do one thing that makes me better today. So whether that would be learning a new skill or learning something more about my team, about a process, just learning and continually, you know, trying to improve at something that I do at work. I think that also comes out with my yoga practice. My yoga practice. Practice is, you know, it's not only physical. I think it's more of a mental work for me. So every time I am practicing an asana, the, my favorite one is a pincha. It's an inversion. So for me, it's mostly about. How I can improve each time, so it's even a second, you know. So I think for me, it's as long as I am intentionally trying to do better every time, I am super satisfied with myself, and I tend to, you know, very easy on myself when I'm, you know, because when I have really high hard standards or I'm trying to punish myself, I just know that my intentions is my intention is there.、Um, so another thing would be doing good in the world. Obviously, with this podcast, right? My intention is to spread awareness. Around topics as feminine energy and how we as women can stay energy fluid and utilize different energies at a given situation or a moment. Diversity and inclusion. Again, I think that comes out every day. My background, you know, I'm from Kyrgyzstan. I grew up in Macau here.
here. My husband's Mexican. So I definitely like to seek out fresh perspectives all of the time because I think that it challenges my own biases or my thoughts. So that's kind of an example of how I, I utilize my own personal compass every day and how I approach either work projects or personal situations. And honestly, I believe that, you know, this crystallized clarity comes from having clearly identified our own values, as I said previously. And so when we have identified our values and principles or where we reflect on them, unpack them further, we begin to understand what's truly important to us. We're literally now I'm sharing I'm like oh, okay yeah like I am listening to myself again and it kind of just reiterates that so I think that my every decision that I make is somehow made through this this compass oh 100% that made me recall one of my most recent coaching conversations I had in fact I was speaking to a coachee she's a female and when we went through her strength assessment report she did confirm that you know she struggles to say no you know she would tend mm-hmm. to to take everything on her plate on and on oh just five minutes oh just five minutes and avoid any form of confrontation or so Mm. say no is something that's quite uncomfortable so she would prefer to say yes to everything I can relate (laughs) you can and I I think a lot of a lot of our listeners probably can relate to that so what we try to look we're trying to use the strength uh, philosophy approach and we try to unpack off the occasion when she was comfortable to say no so I ask her can you think of the time when you did say no and you felt good about it you know you didn't Mm -hmm. feel uncomfortable and she said exactly the same thing as you did you know so she said on one occasion when she knew the person was not doing a good thing that's not right Mm -hmm. not fair so that's completely against her values so she was very comfortable to push back and say no because that's not right you see Mm -hmm. when it is aligned with our values with who we truly are as I said you cannot control it it's just ingrained in you it Mm. triggers you off and you no longer care what people think about you you no longer care if I say no will I upset them will they think this will they think that because it now it goes against your values and that's Mm -hmm. the time where you you make the decision as we said previously unapologetic oh I like that word right and you are happy with that mm-hmm. because you it's in line with your values it's in line with what you truly believe in and that mm. makes the whole life decisions at work in a personal space much easier to live in because if we go against our values that can result in those occasions where people struggle to sleep because of thinking oh should I have said this oh should I have that da, da, da. the moment it's in line with their values it makes the life way easier mm-hmm. I love how you said unapologetically or saying no unapologetically and honestly when I think about what it takes to live your most authentic life is really living unapologetically. It's really owning up every decision that you make and trusting that everything will work out just, you know, as it should. But I think that really nice icing on the cake is when you have clearly defined values and principles that every time you make a decision, you can see or you can analyze your decisions based on your internal values and principles. And, you know, like I mentioned, we evolve, right? So sometimes we find ourselves in different situations that require or challenge us to further unpack or clearly define the values. So crystallized clarity sometimes requires us to dig a little deeper. Kaniki, maybe this is a question for you. When you reflect back on your experience, do you personally think that your values have changed? Because I can definitely say that my values are ever-changing because I am 
an ever-changing um, human being. I'm always trying to grow. So I tend to reflect back on them and see how my values change. And I'm also curious to hear or learn more about what is your idea of success and has it perhaps changed? How do you stay aware of your values? Like, I think that's also a very important question is because we may have our values, but how do you stay conscious and aware of them so that you can apply them to every decision so that you can live your unapologetic, <laughs> most authentic life? So question for you, Kaniki. Great question. I think the human core values that you've described earlier, you know, doing good, it will probably remain the same. Mm. But the other ones that, let's say, I like your question, what success is in my own definition, mm. right? I think that's something that has changed over years. <laughs> Right. And I could tell you the story of the research I've actually read recently. Uh, I, I watched the TED Talk video of a gentleman who was sharing a 75-year-old research of studying people and identifying what makes happiness. And it was incredible. They've selected 700 plus 742 people, I think. And they selected them when they were at the age of 19. And they're still living until now, observing and monitoring, having them regular conversation with them throughout the whole life journey. And what's incredible, they, they asked them at the start of the survey, what's your definition of success? Where would you like to invest your energy and time if you wanted to see your best version of yourself in the long-term run? And you know, at the age of 19, 20, just like myself, it's money, it's fame, it's all of that materialistic stuff that we are very high on. But it's surprisingly to, I guess, the younger population, now when they're age of 80, 70, they found the secret of happiness and it's not money and it's not fame. It's the quality of the relationships. Mm. And they've seen the correlation between the quality of relationship and the impact on the health of the individuals, on how long they will live. It's not about anything else but the quality. And they said, you know, people could be married, people could be surrounded by people, but the quality of the relationship, that's what makes it different. Mm. Yeah. So the answer to that, at the end of the day, what they said is make sure you appreciate you value your relationship because when we get older, that's what will be the most important aspect. Yeah? Mm. Maybe what we could ask our listeners and we, you know, we want them to walk away thinking about themselves, right? To our younger self, maybe the question we could ask is when you picture yourself at the age of, I don't know how young they are, <laughs> 60, 70, how do you envision yourself? And if you envision yourself being successful, where are you ready to invest your energy and time, right? Mm. Because once you got that reflection from the younger population, at least they will look forward and it helps them to define what's important for them now. But to the older people, not older, but I guess more mature who've lived certain life already, the question I would ask is, what advice would you give to your younger self? You know, mm. now, even myself, right? I'm not young anymore. <laughs> But what advice I would give myself, the Kaniki that was 20 year old, probably I would give some good advice too. So that really helps to reflect and refine on the question of values and have they changed some of them and what does it mean now moving forward? So it's really about living the life with no regrets, right? Hmm. Yeah, I like how you uh, position the question with an intent of starting with an end in mind, right? And I think that also is a very important thing to keep in mind when we are in a situation where our values are challenged or the situation is calling for us to redefine our values is to start with an end in mind. How 100%. would I want myself to 
be or how do I want myself to feel when I am 40, 60? We, we don't even have to go that far. I think yeah. for me personally, what I use is like, I usually picture myself like I'm in a movie or I'm a main character moment. And so every time I am in a position where, you know, I'm conflicted or I'm not sure which decision to take is I start with an end in mind and I ask myself, okay, if I were a main character in a movie, how would I want to see myself as, right? And then mm. I think, you know, that detachment or, you know, looking at myself from that uh, perspective allows me to check my values again. Okay, let's start with what's important for me. Like, how do I want to present myself? How do I want to show up as? And so I think that's a very, very important key. So thank you for sharing with that. And, you know, to add to the question that you asked about the younger self, I would also like to ask our wonderful audience um, these questions. Maybe, you know, take a moment to reflect on them. I'm really curious to hear your thoughts or just to kind of have you start reflecting on some of these things because we don't always think about these. Like, it's so rare. It's like, oh, you know, what are your values? It's like, oh, great question. I've never, you know, never, never thought about that. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> the questions are, one, how do you define what's right and wrong to you? What is your idea of success? How do you remind yourself of your internal values every day or every moment? And what's one advice you would give to your younger self? That's kind of like the same question, but I think it's so important because the more we ask or the more we reflect, the more we begin to think with an end in mind. 100% Alina. And I think I would also, because we're talking about sustaining the true self, right? Once you've identified your values and you've taken your time and how we can make sure that we reinforce to Alina is how do you remind yourself of leaving these values every day? How mm. much of your time you spend on things that are aligned with your values? And when people tell me, oh, can you get enough time? Oh, no time at whatsoever. I always say, no, this is nonsense mm. because time is how we define what is important for us at this given time right i always say if whatever we define as the number one priority that's what we'll allocate our time so at the end of the day it's up to you what you identify mm. and confirm that this is a number one priority for me and remember your number one priority should be in line with who you are in line mm. with your values so ask yourself a question past day past week past month have i been leaving working have i been in line with my true values and if not then it's something for you to think of of how you could what you can start doing differently or what you could stop doing differently to finally be more in line with yourself. I love that. It's living every moment intentionally and consciously and also just being unapologetic, right? And embodying and fully embracing those values because the moment we clearly define the values and also start with the why. You know, why is this important to me? I think that's another tip when defining your values. Always ask yourself, why is this important? Because that's where your treasure is. And so you could always build from that. This I'm doing this because this is my value and this is why it's important to me. So maybe we can finish our episode with a few short affirmations. I hope the audience appreciate our affirmations. <laughs> Uh, okay, our three affirmations for this episode are I am in charge, I am success, and I am unapologetic happiness. That's all for today. Stay safe, everybody. Sending you again 
lots of love, peace and virtual hugs all the way from Singapore and California. My name is Kanike. And my name is Alina. Till next time.